Thank you for joining us for episode 388 of Live Happy Now. Do you ever wonder why you think or feel the way you do for seemingly no reason? Well, today's guest is here to crack that code and explain it to us. I'm your host, Paula Phelps, and this week I'm sitting down with Judy Wilkins-Smith, a world-renowned speaker, author, and expert in family patterns. In her new book, Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint, she explains how our DNA is influenced by trauma and emotions and can create multi-generational patterns that limit us from reaching our full potential. She's here to tell us how to identify some of those beliefs and patterns, and more importantly, give us the tools to overcome them. Let's listen. Judy, thank you so much for coming on Live Happy Now. Hi, Paul. It is lovely to be with you. I can't wait to have a conversation. Well, I always like talking to someone with that Texas accent that you have there. Uh, of course, yes. <laughs> Deeply Texas, right? All the all the Texan way from South Africa. <laughs> that's that's lovely. I absolutely love your accent. So we're excited to talk today because the work that you're doing is so important. It is so life-changing and it has been so widely overlooked. As soon as I heard about this and started delving into what you're doing, I knew we needed to have you on the show. So let's start by having you explain what you're talking about when you reference our emotional DNA. Sure. So you understand that you inherit your physical DNA. You don't even think about it. It doesn't matter whether you know your mother and father or not. You inherit that hair, those eyes, that smile, and we don't give it two thoughts. We just know that's who we are. We've come from somewhere. What people don't understand is that we also have another component, which is our patterns of thoughts, feelings, actions that create these patterns that then become mindsets that we think are the truth, only they're not the truth, they're our truth. And the biggest piece is we can change them anytime we want to. And that is emotional DNA. And emotional DNA is incredibly powerful. With emotional DNA, you can change the course of generations of patterns and do and become something completely different or someone completely different. And this has been scientifically looked at. And so with epigenetics, we know that it, it holds true. And with neuroscience. And talk a little bit about the science behind that, about how this actually works. So with neuroscience, we know you can rewire the brain. It's plastic or neuroplastic. You can rewire it one new thought, one new feeling, one new action at a time. And you know this, you've seen it. You have a habit and you decide, you know what, I'm not going to do that anymore. But boy, does it take time until we're committed to it and we go, I'm not doing that anymore. Here's what I don't feel the same way. I don't think the same way. I'm kind of different now. Let's do it just one degree to the right. And so you have one new thought, just one, one new feeling, one new action. And within a short while, you've rewired that pattern or you've wired in a new pattern. With epigenetics, it's been beautifully studied with 9-11, with the Great Dutch Hunger Winter, with the Holocaust. And what we know is that if there is a significant emotional impact on the system, that creates an imprint that becomes a blueprint for generations of behavior. So everybody struggles with money. Everybody struggles with relationships. We all cannot stay with one man. It's got to be two or three. The first one disappeared. Now we're busy with the third one. And you go, where'd that come from? Well, when great-grandfather disappeared, great-grandmother 
worked for a long time, then married another one, he dies and she marries a third one. And this becomes a pattern. Or she says, you cannot depend on a man, not meaning they're awful, terrible, horrible creatures. It's just grandpa went to war or great grandpa went to war and died. You need to be independent as a woman and you need to be able to do things for yourself. But sometimes we wire it slightly differently or interpret it slightly differently. And now any poor guy who comes into the system hasn't gotten a chance. He's dead before he hits the system. <laughs> Until unless he's number three, right? Like <laughs> unless he's number three. If he's number three, he is good. In fact, I had somebody come in who was a psychologist, somebody who's used to this. They are used to seeing patterns. And she said, we need to talk because I'm about to divorce stupid and he's he's number two or number oh three, my. whatever it was. And I'm going, and he's with her. And I'm thinking, yeah, this is going to go well. And so what we did was I said, tell me about your mom. Same thing. Tell me about your grandmother. Oh, well, she married the original stupid. So talk oh, to wow. me about the original stupid. Well, grandma had all, or great grandma had all of this money and he lost it all. He gambled it. So from here on in, any man who looks like he could do anything that's amiss with money is stupid, dead and gone. Oh, my gosh. And she didn't she wasn't even aware of this, even though not she... at all. She in fact, the funniest of all was so I set it up using live representatives because that allows you to really get a, a felt sense of what's going on. And she looks at the whole lot and everybody's laughing. And she goes, is there a pattern here? <laughs> yeah, kind of just possibly. Yeah. <laughs> So it's many times blind to our own patterns. But if you hear somebody say, oh, you're just like Auntie Sally or he's just like, pay attention. They're telling you something. They're telling you there's a pattern. And why haven't we recognized this sooner? Because you hear that's just how I am. I'm just like my mom. It just it's we accept it as fact. That's just our nature and we're cemented in those ways and it's not going to change. How come we're just now hearing about this? I think because it's one of those, it was never codified things. So it was just anecdotal. But once it became seen, people began to realize, oh, hold on, there really are these things called patterns. And even better, when we know what these patterns are, they're actually treasure maps to who we can become when we switch some off or activate some, and they weren't codified. Also, I think the other very big piece is constellations, or people sometimes think of it as the imago work, I guess, the, the shaping and the sculpting, I think mm -hmm. perhaps gave us a first glimpse into that. But what this does is when they place representatives to give you, a, or when a client does, to give you a picture of what mom, dad, and I look like. So maybe mom's distant, dad and I are close. When they place that picture, it's the first time that they've actually seen it. And when they see it, there's a jolt because we usually work things out in our heads, but now we're seeing it. And that brings up feelings. So now we're feeling it too. We're talking about it and we're hearing it. And as we discuss the history, they suddenly begin to realize my father, who's always distant or who hasn't been present, is still over there in the war. He never came back. Right. But when we see that and we hear it and we speak it, suddenly it becomes this embodied experience, which then begins to cause a shift. And that creates that embodied aha moment. And so when I do a constellation with somebody, they will say to me, but 
It's taken me 20 years to not be able to sort this out. How? It's because for the first time, we literally make the invisible visible and the unconscious conscious. And once that happens and someone says, okay, I'm going to set this intention for change, I'm guessing the whole family doesn't go, yay, let's break all the boundaries and all the barriers. So you've got two things in the system. In order to belong, these are the rules in the system. You know that. Be a good girl. Don't do this. Be home by 10, whatever it is. And suddenly you're going, but this doesn't work for me. I need to be out later because I'm covering sports or I'm covering games or whatever it is, right? And I can't do that. It looks a little bit like you don't belong in the system or you're being disloyal to the system. But actually, all you're doing is expanding the system. So, yeah, you're going to meet with some resistance, very likely. And I have people go, my family will never go for that. Never. This is crazy. I can see it. But they're never going to go for it. And I go, okay, you give it time. Because the minute one piece of the puzzle or the pattern starts to switch, nothing else can relate to it the same way anymore. So it begins to adjust. And so within a a year or so, I see my family will never go for this. I see the mother, the father, the sister, the (laughs) brother, and they all go, well, we don't know what she did because she didn't speak about it, but a little bit like when Harry met Sally, whatever she's eating, we want because it did well. (laughs) That's terrific. And because I think about the kind of change that this can have in our current family with our parents, with our current relationships, but then what's also so exciting is the future, the way that it can reshape things for the future. How does changing that pattern and changing that mindset affect the future generations? It affects the future and the past, in fact. So what happens is let's take money. In our family, nobody does well with money. It comes, it goes, it's up, it's down. It just doesn't work. You look at that and you go, I'm tired of this. I actually want to be able to get past just paying the bills at the end of the month. I want to be able to sit down and feel like I have this beautiful home. I have this gracious car and these pets and this family. But if I want that, I can't just sit here and do what they did. So I want to do something different. When I look at my mom working three jobs, I'm not doing that. I'm going to get an education. She couldn't, I did. Mm -hmm. So the minute you do, you're already changing it. But then you look at your mom and you go, you know, because of my mom, I was ignited to do something different. And so like it or not, your success or your failure, but usually your success is due to your parents, whether you think they were terrible or not. They either inspired you or they ignited the opposite in you. And As for the future, the minute you say, I'm going to be really good with money and you make that a priority, now you say to your kids, money's a good friend. Money is wonderful. You want to be really good with your money. You want to be money literate. Go and learn about. Now you've got a completely different thing going. Mom had to make ends meet. She didn't have an option. You looked and went, "Uh uh-uh. Thanks, mom. Because of you, I'm going to do it differently. And then you teach your kids. Money is wonderful. You get an education or you get yourself a career, whatever it looks like, and you are kind to money and you are a good steward of money. Now you've got a whole generation of kids who go, money is awesome. And suddenly they're not scraping and going, oh, have we gotten up to the end of the month? You've changed the DNA. And it's literally that simple. That's fantastic. And So it's one thing to change the mindset, 
But then also when we start changing emotions, you have some incredible stories about the example of 9-11 and how children were impacted. I'm going to ask you to tell us that. And then I want you to, to get into how we are emotionally affected by the thoughts and the, the oh, experiences yes. of generations that precede us and how we go. This is like a triple question. And then how we go about breaking those patterns. Okay, so you're going to remember all the parts, and I'm going to kind of break them down. So Let's try it that way. <laughs> okay. So what was our first part? Our first part so was? How emotionally we are affected. I'd love you to talk about 9-11 and how babies yeah. were affected by that. Yeah, so what they discovered with some of the studies was that mothers who were pregnant with children during 9-11 had elevated PTSD markers, but now so do their children. In the Great Dutch Hunger Winter, they went four generations of studies after a town had been encircled by the Nazis, and mothers showed evidence of eating disorders, but so did their children, and their children's children, and their children's children's children. So we know this is there. So that's our first piece of the puzzle. How does it affect us? What we know is that the brain tells the body stories. When the body believes those stories, it becomes our truth. Hey, Paula, you're a real dingbat. You can't do math. You're so stupid. Well, in our family, nobody can do math. We're all dingbats. We're just not able to do this. But you know what? I really like figures. And if I got a little bit better at math, just imagine the possibilities. I've always wanted to teach kids at school. Now you're already starting to go, oh, the possibilities. Mm -hmm. So instead of being suppressed by a pattern that says you can't, you're going, but what's possible? And the minute you start to ask what's possible and you get excited by what's possible, now you're going to start heading in that direction. And if you give it a strong enough anchor, you're going to pull yourself all the way past any excuses you had. What you've got to do is build enough of a case for the opposite of what's keeping you stuck and make it exciting and enticing enough to pull you across. So you can no longer invest in what we call lower level emotions, which are anger, irritation, frustration, feeling stuck, sadness, depression. Now you've got to start looking at, so what makes me excited? What makes me happy? When do I get up and life has meaning? And for some people, that is quite a chore. How do you start discovering that? Because obviously, if you ask people, do you want to be happy? I'm going to say 99% of people will say yes. No, uh, so the won't. problem is, is not that they don't want to be happy. It's that we how? don't know how to get there. So yeah. how do they break that, whatever is keeping them down and get too happy to find out what excites them? First thing you want to do is sit down and say, what are my thoughts about it? What are my feelings? What are my actions about my current state? Where did that come from? When did it begin? What was happening in my life? Is there a similar pattern for anyone else in my family? If not, I'm the change agent anyway. So here we go. People will often say to me, that's fine for you and your work, and you've always had a purpose. Here's the thing. I did not. I did the work to survive. To be oh, fully transparent, I knew it was something that I might be able to do, and that's how I started. But it changed when I said to myself, what's possible here? And the minute I asked, what is possible? How could I make it mine? What was the adventure? That's when things started to zing. So I taught myself how important it was to be able to be happy once a day around something that I really, really liked for at least a couple of minutes and to hold that. 
and it works to have a look at the patterns that are, are not serving. Okay, so yeah, that's impossible. No, it's not. <laughs> impossible is what mom told me or dad told me because that's a very lofty dream. Most people don't get the Well, I'm not most people. So I had to begin rewiring all the negative pieces that were sitting there. And that is really what this work is about. It's what is the pattern in my family? There are two patterns always. The pattern that's trying to rest. In other words, you're not good enough, smart enough, wise enough, funny enough. Mm-hmm. That's trying to rest. What's the pattern trying to emerge? I'm capable. I'm going to do that. I'm going to have a career. Or you can't have money. Nobody in this family has money. That's the pattern that's there. I'm starting to save. Doesn't matter if it's a, a penny at a time. Doesn't matter. You're changing the pattern. Now, the one that really, really calls your heart is the one that's trying to emerge through you. The one that frustrates you, irritates you, limits you, and makes you sad is the multi-generational pattern that's saying, see me, give me my place, learn from me, and let me rest. And how do they do that? Do they do that through journaling? Okay, so there are a lot of ways to do it. Journaling is super helpful. It is. Take the pattern that's bothering you now. Where are you stuck? Sit down, write down, what do I think about this? What do I tell myself? What do I feel? What do I make that mean about me? What do I make that mean about others? When did that start for me? What was happening in my life at the time? Is that still true now? Or is it time for me to change? Who else in the family had that? If they did, that's their pattern. Mine is asking to change. What one new thought, one new feeling, and one new action can I take that's going to begin swinging it around? And what emotion will I couple to that? Because your emotion is the fuel that takes you all the way. Tony Robbins is the one who who says, without emotions, there is no motion. He's quite right. You have to have the emotion. The emotion is what keeps you engaged committed, and directive. One thing that you talk about is patterns trying to stop and start. Yes. Can you explain to us what that means and why we need to understand that? It's really important. That's exactly what I was talking about. So you have a pattern in the family of all of the women struggling with their relationships, right? Mm -hmm. You come along and you meet the love of your life and you go, oh my goodness. And you go, I'm not going to get in love. I'm not taking this any further because I know what that is. If you start with a man in our family in 10 years, you're, you're over. That's the pattern trying to stop. The minute you feel that discouragement, I know what this looks like. I'm not doing it. That's the pattern that's saying to you, hey, pay attention. Notice me. Notice that I'm not serving the system anymore. It's time for me to rest. Acknowledge me because you can learn from me if you see me. Now, what do you really want? You go, I really. Good. So what are you going to do differently? Okay. First of all, I noticed that all the women criticize. So there's one new action right off the bat. Okay. I'm not going to criticize. Thoughts. We all feel angry when we look at men because they run away, do whatever it is. I'm looking at this one and I really, really feel soft and gentle. That's my one new thought. Okay. So this is allowed. Feelings. There's often this jarring feeling. My body feels anxious. 
you know what? When he comes around, I really, really relax. Now you've got one new thought, one new feeling, one new action. And you look at that and you go, oh, my goodness, I could be the change agent. This is the pattern trying to start through me, a pattern of flow with men. It stopped back there. It's my turn to restart that. So now you've got those two sitting next to each other. The one that needed to stop is in service of the one needing to start. It's the one that shows you what's off in the system or what needs to change. The one that needs to start is the wings you've been looking for. Oh, I love how you say that. I love that. And, you know, we talk about people recognizing the patterns within their families, within their, you know, multi-generational. What about people who don't know their birth family or remove from them? And I have that a lot. What you want to do then is timeline your life. Literally sit down and write down every important moment for you. And sometimes it's not even an important moment. It's something that was said that stuck for you. One of my favorites is an aunt who came up to me and I was the proverbial nerd. I was it. (laughs) And I had a cousin who was this gorgeous blonde. And of course, I was in the group as a teenager, not feeling all of that. And she came up to me and she said to me, sweetheart, don't worry. Some of us have brains. And some of us have beauty. No. <laughs> now, horrible. think about that now. After that small, innocent remark, I never took photos again for years. When I went back and looked at that, I laughed because my cousin said to me, and I felt like the idiot after that. I was a dumb blonde. Uh. <laughs> One comment. So what does it do? It sets off this whole pattern of, you're not pretty, you're not pretty, you're not pretty. For goodness sake, don't ever get into a photo. Don't do it. <laughs> and the poor blonde who's going, you're not smart, you're not smart, you're not ever going to get anywhere in your life. Oh, my gosh. But it's amazing how that can stick with you. One thing. So it's what we make things mean that becomes our truth. So you want to timeline any of those things that have come up for you, sayings that have come up for you, actions, feelings. And then look for the patterns, because when you find those patterns, but you don't know where they come from, they come from your ancestry. So you don't need to know who they are. You still have that. Remember, we spoke about that earlier. You may not know where it's from, but you have it. And the more you look at that, the more it it creates the series of doors that open and close. When a door closes, please, people, let the door closes. Don't put your foot in there. Don't keep putting your foot in there. The universe is pretty darn wise. It's saying no. And your system is also saying, stop, not this door, that door. Conversely, when you find yourself doing something that you know you shouldn't do, but it feels so familiar that you do it anyway, be aware that you're now in a systemic trance. You are repeating the patterns of those who came before you, and it may make absolutely no sense. And you may feel pretty schizophrenic at stages <laughs> because your normal common sense self is going, what are you doing? And the other one's going, Shh, this just feels familiar and it's too much to resist. I'm doing it anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. And we've all been there. We've oh, all been in those situations where it's like, yeah, bad idea. Let's go full force. Let's do it. You know, not lead us not into temptation. Just show the way. Yeah. (laughs) I'll get there myself. (laughs) That's it. 
That is, there's so much to learn with your book. There are so many layers to this and so many solutions to things that I think we feel we have to live with. You know, there is emotions. nothing you have to live with. And that's what's so empowering about this book. It's so eye-opening and revelationary and revolutionary in its nature because it really is empowering in terms of being able to let loose things that we think we're stuck with. Yes, and also being able to unleash the us we don't think exists. Mm -hmm. It's there. It's going, well, when you decide to wake up, I'm here, you know. Once you get out of all of those patterns, here I am. I am a dynamic powerhouse. Come find me. And once people start on this journey, what kind of transformation do you see? Oh, wow. You name it. I've seen it literally, (laughs) literally. I've seen physical things transform because often... We hold in our physical bodies our emotions. Mm -hmm. I have, at this stage, many, many, many millionaires who were not anywhere near that when they started. Lots of good relationships, anxiety that no longer needs to be there. Because the other important thing is, it's not ever just your nervous system. Your nervous system is coupled to the multi-generational nervous system. Right. Right. So I see people who've been anxious who aren't. I see people who have made themselves small, who suddenly realize, wait a minute, huge innovations, big shifts, just big shifts. So it's putting all of those pieces together. The most important is learning to understand your unique language. Everybody's language is unique. Listen to the things you tell yourself, the hot buttons that you use, hot words, hot sentences. They're actually speaking your system's language. They're trying to get your attention. The actions that you take that you go, why? Pay attention. They're not just your actions. We're literally, literally, for the first time ever, consciously sitting with our own treasure map and the ability to go where we want to go. This is just absolutely fantastic. You have given us that treasure map and you've given us so much power to change ourselves. And what is the one thing is, as we start winding down, what do you really hope people take away from our conversation today? That transformation isn't for the chosen few. It's for those who choose it. I cannot think of a better way to end this, Judy. Thank you so much for talking with me today. This is an absolute delight. And I can't say we won't do this again. Yay. (laughs) Thank you for having me. It's been wonderful. That was Judy Wilkins-Smith, author of Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint, a powerful guide to transformation through disentangling multi-generational patterns. If you'd like to learn more about Judy, follow her on social media or buy her book, visit our website at livehappy.com and click on the podcast tab. And with Halloween just around the corner, it's the perfect time for a Live Happy Halloween flash sale. Through October 31st, you can get 31% off everything in the Live Happy store. Yep, I said everything. So be sure to visit us at store.livehappy.com and stock up on your favorite mugs, pens, journals, t-shirts, or whatever else shows how you live happy. That is all we have time for today. We'll meet you back here again next week for an all new episode. And until then, this is Paula Phelps reminding you to make every day a happy one.